Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome. I'm your host, Carrie Gonafenta, and you're listening to the Aligned Visionary Leaders podcast, a high vibe hangout for the spiritually awakened human who wants to access, leverage, and monetize their unique contribution in the world and make it a better place for us all. Tune in for episodes to help you raise your vibration, tap into your truth, and lead an aligned life and business you love. Hello, and welcome to this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are talking all about being the leader in your own life and business. And the reason I wanted to bring this episode to light was because what I see with my own clients who are transitioning out of the corporate environment, out of a nine to five situation and into the the journey of being an entrepreneur and having their own business and selling their own products and services is that they seem to forget or be averse to leadership. And leadership is something that we all have access to as human beings. Like we all have the capacity, the potential to lead our own lives, to lead our own businesses, to lead our families, to lead our children, to lead our friends. And so what I wanted to talk to to you about today in this episode is just you know, reclaiming leadership as and cultivating leadership as a fundamental part of who you be and who you are and what you do. This has been my game, leadership development, uh, whole system change, culture transformation. I've been dealing with uh, executive coaching. I, I first dealt with, you know, corporate leaders, executives when I was uh, an executive coach at in my early 20s, if you can believe it. And then I went out on my own and I, I built a business, uh, coaching, consulting, and facilitating team optimization, whole system change initiatives, culture transformation, and essentially working with leaders to you know, be the, the, the most effective visionary aligned leaders they could be. So I've actually been doing this for you know, my entire career in some way, shape, or form. And then I went and I consulted to a boutique leadership development uh, company where they were uh, doing you know really large scale experiential leadership uh, development programs inside companies at all leadership levels, and then I went inside and became uh, an executive myself, overseeing the learning and development department uh, for a global company. That was called a hardy da. I'm in South Africa. Hashtag real life recording. It's so funny. So there are so many great visionary, you know, aligned visionary leaders of our time who were once entrepreneurs. I mean, think of Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, like all of the great Jeff Bezos, all of the great so-called leaders of giant corporations today started out with their own vision, with their own little idea and their dream that they wanted to change the world, serve people in a different way, do things on their own terms and they went out and they did it. Here's the thing. You could also be an aligned visionary leader and cause a hell of a lot of damage in the world and hurt and violence and you know genocide. We've had a lot of those in our time, unfortunately. And so this podcast, this my whole vision for myself and my business and my life is about being an aligned visionary leader who actually changes the world for the greater good, right? That actually evolves us in a way that serves us, that that creates more joy and ease and harmony on the planet. And I believe that if there are more of us who are tuned in, tapped in, and turned on to our source energy that doesn't that doesn't have any judgment, it is stripped from the judgment of right, wrong, good, bad, better, worse. 
that is when we can truly step into being the the change that we wish to see in the world and we can lead others to that same place and we're not going to see aligned visionary leaders who are actually damaging who are actually causing a lot of harm in the world because those people even though they have a vision they're and they're aligned with that vision and they're leading people towards something that is you know detrimental to humanity they are operating from wounds they're operating from fear they're operating from a very low vibration of anger jealousy rage hatred judgment when you are operating from them when you value being liked when you value being approved by others you can become unconsciously extremely manipulative as a leader and let me tell you throughout my entire career whether it's coaching executives you know in my own capacity whether it was facilitating and consulting or whether it was inside you know being an employee as an executive there are some really really unhealthy leaders that are out there that think because they have a senior position and a title that they can then you know usurp their power they can manipulate and they're unconscious guys they are unconscious of their actions their way of being their way of showing up they're not conscious participants they're not conscious leaders So here's the thing, if you are sitting in a corporate job right now and you're surrounded by a lot of unconscious, you know, quote unquote leaders and you're experiencing that level of, you know, office politics and manipulation and narcissism and all those unhealthy dynamics that those people are operating from, I want you to know that first of all I feel you and I know that it's it can be very traumatic and stressful, but I also want you to start to change yourself from within and start to see how you can potentially change the environment that you're in. And if you're not in a job, if you're just, you know, starting out on your entrepreneurial journey, like a lot of my audience is, they're transitioning out of that corporate environment. I don't want you to be averse to the word leader. Um and also I want to shed light on like well, what does it take like I want to shed light on the, the on the leaders within corporate environments and within governments that are inspirational, that are visionary, that are actually serving us for the greater good. And I'm sure you've also been exposed to those types of people. in your life it might not necessarily even be you know in a corporate context or in a governmental context it might even be like in a spiritual context where you've got mentors right who are showing you a different way of being in the world of being yourself of doing something and that those mentors are leaders you are being inspired by them and that's really the definition of leader that i want you to start to play with and to try on for yourself is how can you show up in your life to be the aligned visionary leader that you can be to to inspire others to equip and empower others and to show them a different way in the world that they have never potentially been you know demonstrated or shown before so this is a very differentiated and and distinct point is that sometimes people think that leaders have a vision that other people must follow right and that you that you're only an effective leader when people are following your lead and doing what you say and then you know going where you say they must go that doesn't necessarily need to be the case like you know leadership is something we can all cultivate we don't need a title and leaders typically have a vision they have a vision they have a knowing that there is something else that's possible that something is that is that is greater for us all to be do or have so you can also just lead people to themselves so it's not about followers it's not about getting people to follow your lead right this is not follow the leader 
And this is something that gets so twisted and, and misidentified in a corporate setting, in a job setting. When you know, when people go in and try and craft visions, you know, vision statements for a company and a mission statement and a set of values that everyone must now align to and, and agree with and live out. Like who wants to adopt values that don't necessarily align to theirs? And so what I used to do was I used to, used to go in and I used to, you know, understand this, the, the senior leadership team's vision for their company and, and help them to articulate it only after we had done a culture values survey where we assessed the entire population, all of the employees, what their own values were, what they perceived the current values of the company to be, and what they desired the company culture values to, to emulate in terms of values. And only once we had that data, once we knew what was actually important to the people, did we then start to craft a vision and a mission and a set of values that would be aligned to them so that everyone was going to be served in the future vision of the company? And here's the thing. Once there was conscious awareness of, you know, what the desire, the collective desired values were and direction was for the company, People then had the choice, they had the awareness, they had information, they could make an informed decision about whether they wanted to stay or go. One of the biggest problems when you're an employee and you haven't had, you don't have leaders who are making their values explicit and communicating the vision and, and really making it clear as to like what's important and when those when those said visions and values are not actually being met with aligned actions and behaviors it starts to have a ripple effect in terms of the systems and the structures, right? Those are social, your, your standard operating procedures, your systems that, 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 that support the structure of a company are actually the social behaviors that are informed by the values of whatever your collective company is operating by or informed by. And so if people are not operating with conscious awareness and they're not even aware of what their values are, then obviously like, you know, everything just goes awry and there's no, there's no co collective conscious awareness going in terms of a particular direction aligned with a set of values that are tying everyone together and, and pulling everyone towards a common vision. So it's so important to understand this even for your own life and even your own fledgling business if you are starting the entrepreneurial journey. It's important you know what is important to you. It's important you know what your vision is and to start to express it and to communicate it to people because that's the that's you. Like that's the core. That's the unique contribution that you have is that you have a unique vision. You have a unique set of values and things that are important to you, a unique set of beliefs. Sometimes you have to do work to blast through the limiting beliefs and to even understand those values. This is why my, you know, my process has been such a, a magical one for so many people and, and, and teams and companies, because when you start to have real data, hard data to look at, I mean, this is why my marriage <laughs> is strong to this very day, you know, 13 years in. And it is because I made my husband sit down before we were married with the profiles, the very same assessments <laughs> that I use with my clients. And I said to him, babe, you have to do these. Like, if you don't, we are never going to make it as a couple because we are so, I could see just because of, you know, like this is the, what's it called? An occupational hazard. I could see 
that we were operating from such diff- different thinking perspectives, such different values, um, and that we needed to, he needed to understand where I was coming from and what, how my brain thinks differently to his and how my values differ from his, but how we could still actually like coexist in harmony. Because I, I truly don't believe you have to have the same values. You have to have the same thinking preferences. You have to have the same way of being and operating because that just doesn't work. You know, if you look at just the physics, uh, uh, you know, um, of, of energy, you don't light like literally light is not created by two of the same charge coming together think about a battery batteries don't work until you put the opposite charges together so opposites do attract they do serve they do fit like a key in a hole and that is you know if we were all the same like none of this would work none of this would even be none of this meaning like life (laughs) wouldn't even be in existence so i really want you to start to consider you know, who are you? What is important to you? I mean, this is exactly the process that I take people through. I I help them understand themselves from an identity point of view of values, beliefs, et cetera, behaviors, capabilities, competencies, preferences, you know, with real assessments and data so that it's not just like you're thumb sucking, but you actually, you know, based on neuroscience, based on um, neurosemantics, based on psychoneuroimmunology, how you are actually showing up in the world, how you have, how you have been programmed from you know, however long it's been that you've been living on this planet for, how you have currently been wired and programmed, and how you can now start to either, you know, work in accordance with that and in alignment with that and leverage that and or change it if it's not working for you. But the thing that always shocked my clients and lo- like made me, you know, delighted because this is this is what I love doing. And because I used to teach people how to spot the clues in other people once they once because once you can understand yourself as a leader and your own preferences and your own values and all of these things you can easily spot other people's preferences and start to understand oh it's not that i don't like that person it's just that they have a different preference they have a different way of operating they have a different point of reference when they walk into a meeting you know they are if, if their value is on <clears throat> excuse me sustainability and my value is on efficiency guess what you know, we're going to potentially bump heads in how we language things, how we talk about things, what what we want, you know, to talk about first, second, third. But inev- in, un- inevitably, we can we can find common ground when we start to speak each other's language. So once my husband saw in black and white on paper that we had fundamentally different thinking preferences and where we actually had them overlap and align, suddenly we had a common language that we could now speak to each other in. And, and this is something, again, that's like delighted me. I mean, if I called up any single one of my clients, I guarantee you that they will remember the little code that we started to use with, the, with, with regards to their preferences. And the most amazing thing about it was when people would start to become aware of how they could tap into other people's preferences and their strengths and their unique contribution, suddenly everyone was in harmony. Everyone was working together because they felt recognized. What's the most important thing to you as an individual? That you are recognized for you as an individual, right? How annoying is it when someone comes and tells you what to do or tells you how to be or tells you how to do your work or how to live your life or how to parent your children? You want to do it your way because you are you. But where this all falls down from a leadership perspective is when you don't know how to lead your own life. You don't know how to take the lead in a way that is going to 
help everyone coexist in harmony and be the leader in their own right. I didn't show I didn't show my husband our profiles because I wanted him I wanted to take control and you know be the power monger in the relationship. I wanted to lead him to himself, to understand himself better and to understand me better so that we could actually be better together. And that's exactly what it did. In order to be able to access, leverage, and monetize your unique contribution, you need to know what your unique contribution is. You need to know what your values are, what your vision is, what your beliefs are, what your preferences are, how you operate in different contexts. Because that was the other thing that was so unique about how I would go in and do these team optimizations and whole system change initiatives. Because I would I would teach people how to understand themselves as individuals first in all the different contexts that they operate in. Because here's the thing, we don't operate the same way in every single context of our lives. And what I mean by a context is like a parenting context, a leadership context, a learning context, you know, a relationship context. So all of those different contexts need to be taken into consideration in order to get a, a whole comprehensive picture of how you operate, how you can leverage and lead a team, how you can, you know, be a better parent, how you can be in a better relationship, etc. And so the, the assessments that I used, you know, assisted people really understand themselves very comprehensively and fundamentally, you know, from their preferences, their thinking preferences, how they make decisions, how they relate, how they uh, create, how they lead, their values were, beliefs, vision, etc. So that is part of like my process. That is my unique contribution is that I have been able to marry all of these different assessments and, and processes of understanding human behavior so that people can access, leverage, and monetize their unique contribution and really understand what that is and how to, you know, do something of value and, and meaning in their lives with it. And I truly believe that when you have the ability to understand yourself and others, that is when you can become a true aligned visionary leader. And it's it's not just about leading teams. Again, I really want you to get this. It's not just about being in a corporate situation to be an effective leader. You can understand yourself and how to lead your children. Like if you understand what their preferences are, we did the same profiles and assessments with my stepdaughter, my husband's daughter, when she was like five years old, we recognized that we potentially weren't parenting her in a way that was serving what her natural preferences were. And so we did the little profiles and helped and and it was shocking to us because the way that she actually preferred to deal with information was in a way that was contrary to how we assumed that she wanted um us to 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 parent and guide and lead her so it's it's about as an entrepreneur it's about understanding how to you know to, to lead your clients to a better result and a better outcome, whatever it is. If you have customers, if you're, you know, if you're in a service-based business and you're a coach or you're a graphic designer, or if you're a masseuse or a health coach or whatever it is, helping, you know, being able to understand them as much as you understand you is going to help you understand whether or not you are the, the coach and the service provider to lead them to that result. So even in that context, like understanding your ideal client this process being, you know, an effective leader and understanding yourself and then understanding them is paramount to your success in any endeavor, even as an entrepreneur. It's very similar to, to when I used to do the culture values assessments inside of companies to look at how aligned the employees were with the design, with the leadership values. 
and and do you know cross sections of that because as an entrepreneur if you're bringing on clients that are just not in alignment with the values that you have and the vision that you have for what's possible they're not going to be fun to work with they're not going to be engaged in your process they're not going to follow through on your on your system or your method or whatever if they're not for example willing to invest in themselves so many people so many you know corporate execs that i've worked with have have become accustomed and used to and become dependent on the company paying for them to go to you know leadership conferences or workshops or seminars or even be coached and then when it comes time for them to take the leap and and go and do something for themselves they've never made that investment in themselves and if they're not willing to do that if they're not willing to to make that mindset shift I'm not prepared to even go there and work with them because I know that they're not going to potentially if they're not if they don't have the value of themselves at the center of everything they just like nothing is going to stick and work because they're not valuing themselves first and foremost they're not investing in the process they're not investing in themselves and so that's not a horse I'm going to back if they're not even backing themselves do you see what I'm saying <laughs> so it's 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 really important that you start to take leadership you start to lead your own life you start to take charge of what you what you want your life and your business or your family or your relationships to be like and start articulating it for yourself start expressing it start communicating it start to unpack it and once you have that insight and that clarity for yourself you can start to lead and communicate with others in a way that will equip and empower them to make informed choices about what's going to be best for them. And this is the key because we haven't been encouraged to lead our own lives, to know for ourselves, to choose for ourselves, to really grow in ourselves and and understand like what we want in our lives. Unfortunately, the 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 thing that we have been taught most of us is that we should follow what our parents said and what our teachers say and what our, you know, pastor or our mentors um say and do and that's the antithesis of what i'm actually sharing with you in this episode i'm sharing with you the process of knowing for yourself knowing what your unique contribution is being the leader in your own life so that you can inspire other people to be and do that for themselves so that you can know how to communicate and express what your vision is what your values are what you believe what you know all of those different things your preferences and you can start to help them uncover and tap into and leverage their own unique contribution. That is the only way for us all to truly be a contribution to each other. Because if we are all leading our lives empowered and equipped and aligned and having our own visions and we're we're operating not from wounds and fears and insecurities and shoulds and project and you know because that's if you're projecting your shit onto someone else whether it's your kid or your team member or your partner what they should be it's never going to turn out well it's never going to be a sustainable strategy people need to make informed aligned choices for themselves that is the only way of true lasting success in any endeavor as a leader that's when you start to put healthy boundaries in place it's about you going through that process for yourself so that you understand the value of the process itself and the value of knowing for yourself so that they can know for themselves because that was one of the big fears that so many of the, the execs used to have when i would embark when we would embark on this process they'd be like well what if people 
find out that they don't align with our values. I'd be like, well, that's the best thing ever. You don't want a company full of people who are not aligned with where you're wanting to go because they're not going to buy in. They're not going to want to be there every day. That's why you have low engagement. That's why you have people who, you know, absenteeism. And, and they had such a hard time coming to grips with the fact that people might leave. People might not want to be there. Same thing in marriages, in relationships, in like families, right? If you're trying to force your child or your partner to be or do something that, they, that is just not aligned with who they are naturally, inherently, of their own abide, of their own choice, it's not going to work. It's not going to be sustainable. And you have to be secure enough, confident enough. And the only way to be secure and confident enough is if you know what's true for you first. And then you can start to put boundaries in place and start to put non-negotiables in place and know where you are flexible and where you are like, no, this is actually a non-negotiable for me. And when we're all operating from healthy boundaries, from clarity on our own vision, our own unique contribution, our values, our preferences, and we understand that other people have a right to have their own unique values and preferences and help them to operate from their own healthy boundaries and make informed choices and lead their own lives in a greater way. I, I honestly believe that things will fundamentally shift collectively for all of us. So just remember, leadership is something that we can all cultivate. It doesn't require a title. It doesn't require permission from someone else. It doesn't require a particular context. We all have the capacity and the potential to have a vision, to fully express it and communicate it in a compelling way so that others are inspired into action towards not only our vision, but their own vision for their own lives. Thanks so much for tuning in today and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you loved what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you shared the good vibes by subscribing and taking the time to leave a five-star review so that other aligned visionary leaders just like you can find the show and we can all make the world a better place together. Thanks so much in advance. And until next time, guys, stay awake, stay aware, and stay aligned.